Hi, um, it's good to see you guys this morning. I'm Tiff. Um, I'm exceptionally nervous right now. Um, I usually, when I have a microphone in front of my face, I'm singing, and so um, this is really different for me. Um, so if I just bust out in song in the middle of what I'm saying, that's probably why, so that's cool. So um, as Drew was saying, um, summertime, we're kind of in summer mode, and um, one of the beautiful things about summer is that um, things kind of slow down, things kind of, um, you know, everyone's kind of more chill, and I'm a teacher, so I'm on um, summer, technically summer vacation right now, and um, one of the cool things about summer vacation is that um, since I am a teacher, um, I had a couple of days of professional development, and so my daughter, who is seven, um, gets to spend some time with, uh, with my parents, who live in Houston. And so that's where she is right now, and um, she's actually coming back today. We're very excited to see her. It's been like two weeks. She's like living her best life right now. My parents have this like sweet pool. She like literally wakes up, puts on her swimsuit, and like dives straight into the pool and like just swims all day. She's loving it. She does not miss us at all. Um, so, um, you know, we'll call her and you know we'll we'll say, hey, like, can you know, let's talk. We haven't talked to you in a while. And she's like, that's okay. I'm fine. Like, and she just like goes about her business. So, um, if you have kids or you or have been a child and swam all day, you know how exhausted that can make you. And so my mom told me this story that I thought was really, really cute and precious. But um, so she swam all day, as per usual. And um, so my mom was like cleaning up the kitchen after dinner and kind of peeked in and peeked in at Emma like she was watching a movie in, in like the little playroom that she has set up for her. And um, she's just, it's like seven o'clock and she's dead asleep, like just a zombie, like not just like out like a light. And so she's like, okay, well, I'll just get ready for bed and then I'll help Emma into her bed. And so she does. She kind of is like, okay, Emma, it's time to, it's time to get up. It's time to, you know, you got to go to bed. You can't sleep here on the couch. So she's like trying to get her up. And Emma just pops up, eyes still fully closed, still fully dreaming, um, and just like is like zombie walking, sleepwalking. And like my mom has to like gently like, guide her into like not hitting the wall and like not you know bumping into the corner and like all this stuff just fully asleep and so she's like okay Emma we gotta we gotta brush your teeth now so full like literally fully asleep brushing her teeth but like still still doing it still doing, still doing a pretty good job I'd say that's pretty advanced for a seven-year-old but that's just my opinion but like you know still fully fully asleep and my mom is just gently guiding her to where she needs to go and making sure that she's safe. So I say all that to say this. Um, today we're talking about plans. And um, that is, I thought that was a very cool illustration of how we are, our eyes are fully closed. We're walking through life and just sleepwalking, most of us. And we have a loving and merciful God that is guiding us and trying to keep us safe. Um, so today, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about um, a couple of stories um, from my life 
um, where where those situations have been been true, um, where I've made my plans, I've been fully asleep, eyes closed, I don't really know where I'm going, and um, God has guided me to places that um, are good and safe, um, and yeah, so if you'll allow me, I'm, I'm going to do that today. Um, so um, if you guys would open your Bibles to uh, Proverbs 16, 1 through 9, um, I'm going to read nine verses of 16, but we're going to zero in on a couple of verses today, and that's verse 3 and verse 9. I'm going to take a sip of water real quick. If you don't have a Bible, there are some Bibles on the edge of the rows. Feel free to use those. You, know, you can always use your handy-dandy device if you have one of them, too. All right. Proverbs 16, 1 through 9. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured, he will not go unpunished. By steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. And by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. When a, man's, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. Better is a little righteousness, sorry, better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. The heart of man plans, plans his ways, but the Lord establish, establishes his steps. Um, so like I said, we're going to zero in on a couple of verses today, um, verse 3 and verse 9. Um, verse 3, just to review that, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. So um, I feel like my entire life has been stamped by that, um, I, and, and especially verse 9 as well, but we'll get to that. Um, so I'm going to tell you guys a couple of stories um, and... Uh, yeah, I think you'll see that this is this is the case. So, um, so back in 2015, um, before, um, well, it's back in 2015 before a lot of things. Um, so we had made some plans um, in our in our family, and we uh, de had decided that Emma was about three years old. Um, it was about time to have another kid. So. Um, we had started trying, thinking that I would get pregnant right away. Um, after all, we had committed our works to the Lord, um, and we wanted what we wanted was a good thing. Um, having more kids was was a good thing. It is a good thing, um, and surely, um, because God is good, He would give us what is good because He's a good God. Um, so I'd always interpreted this verse to say you know, sign on now, sign on to this Christianity thing, and God's going to give you all the things that you want. Um, and that didn't happen in this case. Um, after about a year of trying, um, we 
nothing happened. Um, so we decided, okay, it's probably time to go to the doctor. Probably time to figure this thing out. Um, so we went to the doctor, and um, after many, many tests and um, even a change in doctor, a second opinion, I uh, was diagnosed with uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Sorry for saying ovarian on Father's Day. Um, <laughs> it's a thing. So, um, so I won't go into the details, I'll spare you um, on Father's Day, but um, it basically makes it very difficult to um, conceive and um, carry a baby to full term. And so um, this was a shock because, you know, we had already had Emma. Like, we thought that, um, you know, and, and with Emma, we basically looked at each other and, and I was pregnant. And so we just were very, very shocked that this was the case. And so um, I had to change a lot um, about my lifestyle. I had to eat a very strict diet. Um, I had to, um, I started working out hardcore, well, my type of hardcore, which is, <laughs> which is like 30 minutes on the elliptical, that's very intense for me. So, um, so uh, you know, getting up super early before school in the mornings, um, and I had done that for about another year. And then, finally, in 2017, I found that I was, December of 2017, I found out that I was pregnant. We were thrilled, we were through the moon. Um, this is what we had worked so hard for and that I w what I had sacrificed so much for. Um, and that we, we told everybody right away, we were so excited, we told um, my family, Mark's family, um, all my coworkers and all you know our friends and um, we told Emma and we were just so, so, so excited that this was, this was finally happening for us. And then uh, in January of 2018, I miscarried. And so um, I remember calling Mark, saying something's wrong, I'm on my way to the doctor, um, I, don't, I don't know if we're gonna have this baby. And so Mark, was still, was working. I said, okay, I'm on my way. I've gotta wrap some things up here and I gotta drive across town to, to, to the doctor. And so I was sitting in the waiting room, feeling so alone, um, surrounded by women who were fully pregnant, <laughs> showing um, happy with their, with their families and just feeling like, God, where are you? I have committed my ways to you. I don't understand why you would take this from me. And, you know, had called my mom and, uh, you know, texting back and forth. And, um, you know, my mom's like, how are you? Like, are you at the doctor yet? And um, I was like, yeah, I'm here. She's like, is Mark there? And I'm like, no. And I was like, I just feel so alone. And she said, oh, Tiff, you're not alone, God's there with you. And like, you know, it's like, okay, mom, like, like thanks for that, like, I know, blah, blah, blah. But she was right, you know, she was right. Um, I wasn't alone, but it was really hard to, to feel that in that moment. Um, I felt like I was on a game show and I had lost. Um, 
that God had said, God was this game show host, right? And like, like he had said, okay, choose door number one or door number two. And I had walked through the wrong door. Um, and I felt like that he had left me and that, that he wasn't with me like he had promised to be. Um, but the thing is, God is not a game show host. He's not going to bounce if you choose the wrong door. Um, in fact, when you walk through a door, whatever door you choose, he's walking with you, and he's right there beside you. And I had to, unfortunately, learn that through, through, um, through this trial. So I had to um, cross out my previous notion of this verse um, if you sign on now, this Christianity thing is going to give you all that you want, like no money down. Um, and I had to change that. And I, and now I view that as commit your works to the Lord and he will guide you through. Um, just like my mom with Emma, she's fully asleep and she's helping her not bump into the corners. It's just like that. Um, so I did a lot of mourning. Um, obviously, I mourned the loss of our child. Um, but I think mostly I mourned the plans that I had made um, for this child. Um, we weren't going to have birthdays. We weren't going to have Christmases. It's still raw. <laughs> Even now, um, it's still raw. But, um, yeah, no, period. It's still raw. <laughs> it still hurts. Um, and I think that if we're not careful in those moments that the enemy will come and he will whisper lies about who God really is and, and what his character is like. And um, there's a really beautiful book um, by Lauren Chandler um, called Steadfast Love. And I'm going to read a, a bit of that. It's actually pretty long. It's a couple paragraphs. But I just don't think I can articulate it any better than she can. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read from that. This is what the book looks like. There's a teacher in me. Sorry. <laughs> um, OK. Um, yeah, so the enemy whispers lies in those times to tell us what we should, that we should question God's word and his character. Um, so this is, this is the expert, uh, excerpt from the book. Didn't God say that he wouldn't let bad things happen to his children? The answer is no. Didn't God say he won't give you more than you can handle? Again, no. He said that he will provide the way of escape from temptation, that we may be able to endure it, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. He said that he will be with me, Matthew 28, 20. He will work all things for my good, Romans 8, 28. And he has defeated the greatest danger to my soul, Romans 5, 8 through 11. But there are days when I forget his promises, days when I'm worn out 
and skittish and afraid of the smallest shadow, um, afraid the smallest shadow will bring imminent doom. And all I want is a pain-free life. Any Enneagram sevens in the room, pain-free life? That's a big one, that's a big one for us. Anyway. <laughs> um, can you really call him good if he takes good things away from you? The right answer, there is only one who is good. Matthew 19, 17. He defines what is good. He does not take what it, if he does take what is good away, it must be because it's not what's best for all involved. But there are days when I confuse what's good with who is good. I will grip knuckles white on the what instead of clinging desperately to the who. That's what I was doing. Um, and that's what I still do. Um, I make my plans and I say like, this is, this is a good plan. Like, it was a good plan. It is a good plan. Um, and I grip onto that instead of clinging to the Father who sees me and knows me. Instead of, yeah, period, end of story. <laughs> Um, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts uh, than your thoughts. So at a certain point, I don't really remember where in my grief, um, but I had to stop um, asking why, because um, that's a good question. Like, why, why would this happen to me if I've committed my life to you, Lord? And why, why would you take this good, beautiful thing away from me? Um, and now I've, I've started asking, what do you want me to learn? Um, what's, the, what's the lesson that you have for me in this? Um, so in order to keep from going insane from grief, um, I kind of adopted this mantra, um, and that's, God, you are good, and I trust you. Um, and a lot of the times, even now, I, I have to say it before I believe it. Um, but I have to keep saying it, and then my heart will follow. Um, God, you are good, and I trust you. And I think that this is what committing your way to the Lord looks like. Um, saying, saying it first, and then allowing your heart to catch up. Um, so in the days and weeks and months that followed, I tried to say that mantra to myself over and over. God, you are good, and I trust you. God, you are good, and I trust you. And I, and I would wake up and just feel so sad over the loss, and I would just say, okay, God, you're good, and I trust you. And um, things got easier-ish. <laughs> there were days when it, was, when it was easier, and there were days when it was harder, and 
there are still days when it's easier and there are still days when it's harder, um, but he is good and I trust him. Um, so I tried to cling desperately to who was good instead of what was good. Um, so that's the beginning of 2018 going about my life. God, you are good, and I trust you. God, you are good, and I trust you. Things are getting easier. I'm healing. I am, um, you know, trying to move on. Um, and then I get this text. Then I get this text that says, hey, is this still Tiff? And I said, yeah, is this still Drew? And um, he said, yeah, the, yeah, hey, how, how's it going? I'm like, fine, like, this guy, I haven't talked to this guy in like seven years. Like he, we met Drew um, when you guys had first moved into this building, asking Mark and I questions about worship leading and, and things like that. And so, yeah, get this random text from Drew. And he's like, hey, I'd like to talk to you guys about more worship leader stuff. Is there a good time when the both of you guys can can talk to me about that. We're like, I was like, sure. So texted Mark and I was like, hey, when is when's a good time? Drew, Drew Witt just texted me. When's a good time for us to, to talk with him about worship leader stuff? So we set a date for Thursday. And um, it was just a phone conversation. And uh, this is where the second verse comes in. The heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. Um, we get the call from Drew. And he's like, hey, guys, so we've got this part-time worship leader position. We're looking for someone to just do just a part-time situation. Um, you know, we'd love for this person to not, to be a person of color. Um, you know, we'd love to get, like, a non-white person, um, somebody who is, um, you know, black, Mexican, like, kept really pushing this like person of color thing. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't even have to be male. You know, we're just thinking, we're just, we're just looking for somebody um, who would be interested in a part-time position. And Mark and I just, well, I don't know. Like, nope, we don't know anybody like that at all. So um, <laughs> we had already made our plans. We, we were comfortable. Um, we were coming off of this loss and, um, you know, coming off of, um, volunteering very, very heavily at the church that we were at and, um, we were enjoying the break and, um, but I said, you know, I don't know anybody like that, but if you would like, um, if you need somebody to fill in for a bit, um, not every Sunday, but, you know, maybe, maybe we could, you know, come and help out for a little bit. And he was like, oh yeah, that'd be really great. Um, you know, uh, are you available this Sunday? It was Thursday. <laughs> and I said, oh, I mean, okay. Like, so we did it. And um, we show up on Sunday and there was just something really different about this place. And, um, Set went great. Um, worship set went great. And we usually, when, when Mark and I lead worship, we leave just feeling super drained. It's a very emotional 
very like physical thing leading worship and and we left with so much energy and and feeling so um alive and i was like this is weird this is different um and so i we were in the car and and i and i told mark i was like hey um i think i might be their worship person like what do you think about that and he was like i don't know man like talk to drew about it so Talk to, we talked to Drew. <laughs> He's not, he doesn't even talk like that. I don't know why I had to put him in. I don't know. Like, sorry. <laughs> he has opinions about things. Sorry. Um, just not that at the moment. So um, I talked to Drew and I was like, hi, um, look, I don't want to, I don't want to put myself out there like that. Like, I don't want to be like braggy and be like, I'm your worship lady. But like, maybe I'm your worship lady. And he was like, yeah, that's what I was trying to like ask you if you were interested in this position. And I was like, oh, my bad, dog. So um, so we um, you know, met at their house, talked about the expectations, talked about, um, about what it would look like for me to actually do this thing, and um, sat down with the wits and um, the archers, Cameron and Catherine, who... Um, previously had been working very hard, um, and they still do, um, with the worship team. And uh, something that really meant a lot to me was um, they said, regardless of whether you take this position or not, we want you to know that we care about you as a person um, and not just the gifts that you, that you have. Um, we want to see you and Mark flourish. We want to see Emma flourish. Um, and having come off this huge loss, feeling so alone, um, and feeling, you know, pretty, pretty beat up, um, it meant the world to me um, that they would say that and actually mean it. <laughs> um, so we we went for it, and um, it has been such a blessing to me and my family. Um, the gathering has allowed me to have a safe place to heal um, spiritually and emotionally from the loss and um, provided me with a, with a crew of folks to truly rely on um, when stuff got hard because it, it, it wasn't like a sunshine and rainbow season after that. Um, I came on to staff and um, had a second, second miscarriage. Um, we were in the process of looking through, for a house, and that fell through, not once, but twice. Um, so we really had people surround us and say, and check in on us and say, like, hey, you guys have really been through the ringer. Are you guys okay? Um, which, again, meant so much to me because I was so used to, like, reaching out for people and saying, like, I need help and um, I, I need to talk with people. And I didn't have to do that here. People sought me out. And um, side note, this is, this is for free. They're, they're not paying me to say this. <laughs> um, a lot of the time, leaders um, around you are going through a lot. Um, a lot that you don't know. And it means the world 
um, to have people checking in. Um, be those people that reach out. And it like, y'all, they might be like, nah, I'm good. But like, just the fact that you reach out, like, is such a big deal. Like, and keep reaching out. Don't be like, oh, you know what? They said they're good, so I'm gonna not call anymore. Keep calling, um, because they might say they're good, but they're not really good. Um, people who appear to be strong um, need, need that as well. That's for free, side note. So, sorry. That's not even on my notes. Okay, so, um, so even though, like, so, yeah, I lost my place. Sorry, that side note kind of threw me off. Um, okay, second miscarriage, house fell through twice. Um, so again, like, even when it felt like I was losing my grip on the who was good, I had people surrounding me um, helping me, helping me grip back on and being like, girl, like the who, not the what. Um, let go of, let go of the what, grab onto the who. Um, so with all that being said, I've had now, I've had the privilege of being at the gathering for a little over a year. Um, we just moved in to a brand new, beautiful new house and, um, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm super pregnant. Um, Jasper will be here in about six weeks. Um, I'm very tired and very hot. So um, if you would have told me um, in, when Drew called in May of, of 2018 that I would be in this position, um, I would not have believed you. Um, those were not my plans. Um, I had made different plans, but um, the Lord establishes our steps. Um, all of those things that I just told you, being here at the gathering, moving into a big, beautiful new house, and this baby, like those are all beautiful, wonderful things, um, but it isn't about the outcome. Um, it's not about me like triumphing over all of these hardships and getting the thing that I wanted. It's not about that. Um, it's about clinging to the who and not the what. Um, so I'm wrapping up, but um, I want to acknowledge that there are there are many of us in this room that are currently mourning our good plans. Um, I don't wanna stand here and, and say like, chin up, young person, like, it's gonna get better, because it might not. I'm just gonna be honest, like, let's be real. Some of us um, in this room are in impossibly difficult situations and they might not turn out the way that we want them to. Um, and I want to acknowledge that like me standing here, belly full of baby, um, like for some of us, that's, this is a hard picture. Um, for those who are 
in that right now, or for those of us who it's Father's Day, we don't have a father, we don't, we don't have a relationship with our, with our biological dads. Um, for those of us who are in pain, um, with no hope in sight, I just wanna say that we see you, I see you, um, and I acknowledge you. And I don't wanna stand up here and invalidate um, the struggle that, that you are going through. I recognize and I empathize that this is hard. Life is so hard, but we need each other to get through it. So um, if you need someone to talk to, I'm here, uh, Drew's here, Jake's here, the gospel community leaders are mostly here, question mark. Um, find somebody. Um, talk to somebody. Don't do this alone. Um, but also, we have a good father who, who never leaves us. And it, feel, it might feel that way right now. But um, he is good and we can trust him. Um, allow people to walk with you. But most of all, know that God is walking through you, through this with you. Um, so I'm wrap again, sorry, wrapping up, wrap it on up. Um, I just ask, like, what is it that you need to let go of? What is the good thing that you need to let go of in order to cling to a father who is good and who you can trust? What, what good plans? Because they are good plans. What good plans do you need to surrender to the father and say, God, you're good and I trust you? Let's pray. God, you are good. And we trust you. But sometimes the situations that we are presented with are so hard. God, would you, would you help us to feel your presence in those moments? Would you help us to cling to you, the one who is good, the one who defines good, instead of what is good? Father, for those of us who are in a season of richness, would you help us to see those who are in a season um, of doubt, in a season of pain, in a season of trial? Would you help us to surround those people with your love and your light and your truth? Lord, thank you for this time. Um, we thank you for your son. It's in your name we pray, amen.